unique ways with Thomas Gerard emerges with people from all walks of life who through their own unique angle succeed and flourish. Enjoy the ride and welcome to Unique Ways, an audio podcast. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, an audio podcast. Got a really great guest on today. He's a creative director and product designer now based in Barcelona. And he specializes in strategic design narratives for global audiences. He crafts immersive digital experiences with an emphasis on human-centered approaches with quality storytelling. Please join me in welcoming Kurt Whitelaw. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Ready for 20 questions? Let's do it. Okay, question one. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do? Uh, well, I guess I'm a lot of things to a lot of groups. I'm an art director, uh, design leader, working in a digital product design in sectors like fintech software and social marketing, product branding, gaming. I'm a strategist consulting with companies to aid in uh, engagements of their audience and narratives and whatever develops from that. I was also an educator, as you know, and still consider myself to be one. Uh, and I still tend to mentor where I can. And I'm trying to be a little bit of an entrepreneur, as I'm sure most people are at this day and age. Awesome. Yeah, just a note for our audience, Kurt and I kind of go way back, but I remember on my first trip to Barcelona, kind of uh, getting in touch and uh, and trying to loop in. So, uh, so glad to have you on the show. Um, so question two, what's a key piece of knowledge that makes you different? Uh, I don't know if there's like one piece or a key piece of knowledge really in that. Um, I've been practicing and having a few positions that made my perspective maybe evolve a, a little bit. Uh, working with agencies and understanding team dynamics and uh, having my own practice really puts a new perspective on things and handling clients directly and seeing things that way. Um, Short-term consultations have a tendency to have learning experiences in them too. So I bring a lot to the table in that respect. Um, understanding internal systems and building teams. I think I've also got a unique perspective. As I said, being an educator, I find that it really comes in play for working and managing expectations and and dealing with people in a, in a relatable uh, manner. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think I'm always constantly learning from my situation. So maybe what makes me unique in my position might be just growth, constant growth. Nice. Yeah, we're having more and more educators on the show. I feel like that's a, a great angle to talk about. Um, thanks for uh, sharing that. Um, so number three, why this of all things? Why do you do what you do? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I think my fascination started pretty early on specific things. When I was young, I'd point out signage and typography, printed posters. I loved album covers and, and packaging, even just as a kid. Super curious. Um, and I had a lot of questions on why things are and the, why they are what they are. And uh, I always was drawing things. I don't know, maybe it just directed me in, to this point. It's part me analyzing things and part my curiosity and also, I think I'm probably looking for a little bit of validation <laughs> in the fact that I'm uh, solving these problems and getting to that that point where I can move on into the next problem. 
Great. Um, so the next question is uh, kind of a curveball, but it is, uh, what does your future look like? Yeah, hmm. <clears throat> this is a good question and a little bit relevant for me right now because I'm recently had a health challenge to overcome and it's kind of set things in a different perspective for me. So I'm looking at what I'm doing next. One of those things I'm working on is reimagining my own brand and trying to develop some ideas for product design of my own and well and the clients that I want to work with for the future. Um, aside from that, I'm constantly learning and about the industry and new applications and methods and tools. Sometimes it can be overwhelming to keep up with everything, but you just kind of kind of keep on it. Um, hopefully, I'm still talking and collaborating with other designers and sharing ideas, and maybe one day I'll be able to relax and retire. Who knows? Nice. Sounds like a good one. Um, so the next question you say is unique to this podcast. It's let's talk about location. How does place play into what you do? Yeah. When I read this question, I kind of thought about this, <clears throat> excuse me, for a few minutes, thinking of what I might discuss on this part, but I'm looking at it from a couple different perspectives or a couple different ways. One is your physical place of being, which I relocated from Canada to Europe. And that kind of set new inspirations in my way and my path looking at unique approaches culturally, just the way everything is around me and how new it is, you're suddenly inspired by everything freshly and, and wanting to jump on a lot of things. Um, so that really put in perspective uh, what a place can do. Also, I think we've all struggled in the when we went through the pandemic and not being able to go very many places. So that place became a very stationary place and we all had to do a lot of thinking and self-analyzing on what our plan was to do next i think perhaps um we turned to the internet <laughs> to try to find new new ways of uh expressing ourselves and perhaps those you know those those are the things that we uh take take into consideration when there's place involved uh, i do consider traveling a really big part of inspiration and i hope that people do actually make the effort to, to travel and to see other things because it definitely changes your perspective yeah for sure post-pandemic has been super interesting you know i had a recent trip to paris and just kind of changed my worldview so yeah definitely um so number six if you had to start from the beginning what advice would you give your former younger self oh geez um, <laughs> uh, I guess not to focus so much on perfection or what success means, because I really don't know how to define that unless, unless somebody else defines it for me, because I've been striving for it, I guess, for most of my career. I don't think it's helpful for being a creative or director to focus on those things and maybe, um, focus a little less on that. I mean, try not to dig my heels in so much on on the things I feel so strongly about and, and let other vision in. Uh, I think teaching helped me to see or break that habit quite a bit, seeing all the students working and they're out of their problems and having uh, different opinions and perspective was really helpful. Um, setting goals, keeping goals, uh, let's see. Um, 
tr I wouldn't want to squash anything of curiosity that I had. Just keep it going and try to understand everything. Try to try to make some understanding for yourself for everything. Um, and everything you see and do is useful in some way. It's either good, it's bad, or it's everything in between. Um, I believe that any anything that we take in, we can use, and hopefully in a good way, or know, know that we like it or not like it, it can come into play. And as I said before, travel. Do some traveling. Sweet good stuff. And a day in your life, what's that? <laughs> I thought this question for me just seems like, oh, I could be really boring and go, this is what happens when I wake up, you know, but I do start my day pretty early at seven. I get my water and coffee in. I do maybe 45 minutes or an hour of learning new language learning in the morning. Uh, I start my global meetings around 9 a.m. I meet with my designers that are in India. And then after that, I usually take a break, uh, change my environment by going for a walk or going to do something else for an hour or so before I dig into my day. Um, when I get back to my desk, it's just a matter of banging out my to-do list and scanning the news. Um, any publications that I'm following at that time, try to keep up on everything. And hitting the milestones. Um, <clears throat> I have other meetings that afternoon, mostly, because then I have to deal with the Western Hemisphere, meetings with them. And by the end of the day, I'm kind of cooked, 10 or 11, 12-hour days sometimes, and literally I just cook, play video games, or spend my time with my partner in the city. Good stuff. And number eight, lifelong learning is a popular topic. How do you stay up to date? Mm. Well, I'm a bit of an early adopter of tech, so I feel like I understand where the information comes from and how to sort through it. So I guess like most people, the internet, what it has to offer. Um, I don't really have a lot of links and channels that I follow to share, but I mean, there's more than enough out there. I'm super keen on EI, sorry, EA, AI right now and trying to find all the information I can on how it how it can be a good tool. Um, so usually I'm looking up what's happening there. Um, I, have a, I have a number of subscriptions to, to, to for tutorials and and other aspects and Twitter X and I don't know. There's just so many things to, to go on. I'm I'm Gen X, so my perspective on how something can be approached is maybe more different than someone born around 2000. So I tried to attend design meetups and uh, exhibits here and there, uh, as well as when I'm traveling. There's so many sources that really you just have to find what works for you, I guess, yeah. Oh yeah, the good old fashioned way, I pick up a book, <laughs> a magazine, before we lose those publications altogether in physical form. Nice, yeah, AI is a huge topic in this part of the world as well you know i was just on a panel with art vancouver art fair um about ai and art that was a great one um so number nine what tools do you use are you digital and analog yeah i think i am i guess given my age and i 
I probably still stick to a lot of tools that are analog. Like I always got a sketchbook and some tools to, to use that or in a notebook. I still take notes. My desk is full of post-its. That's, I mean, I still do that kind of thing, but I, I, I have to admit, I'm probably still about 80% of the time in a digital world. I mean, it's just where we are. So it's great. And, you know, it can be a black hole sometimes when you get sucked into that digital world, but that's kind of where I'm at. So, I mean, a list of things that I use, iPad, uh, pencil and sketchbooks, my laptop applications are like Adobe, obviously, Figma, Miro, Framer, Webflow, Chat GPT, Midjourney, and my camera. I've got to go everywhere with my camera. Sweet. And halfway number 10, how do you deal with the work-life balance? <laughs> I've, I listened to a few podcasts, and it seems like that's this is a struggle or question to ask for most people or answer. Uh, I don't know if that I have a balance, honestly. I'm doing the best that I can, but the truth is I'm working from home, and I don't have a door to close off my office. That's kind of, that can be a struggle, especially if an idea pops into your head, you know, you suddenly lose two or three hours going back to the computer. But I do try. I mean, there's lots of other things I can be doing. I try to find time for my friends and family, uh, writing, photography, any exercise I can do. As I said, I still play video games and, you know, cook, travel. In theory, I see myself doing all of the all of the things that uh, take me away from work. But the reality is that from an outside perspective, most people probably see me as still working too much. So uh, I don't, I don't mind my, my balance because it's my balance. I understand it uh, from an outside perspective. Maybe people don't. Yeah. A lot of people struggle with that one. Um, number 11, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? <laughs> Uh, well, the young me wanted to draw comic books, and now I'm not sure, but I, I always liked the idea of, like, I don't know, like, maybe owning a cafe or something, and, you know, it probably strengthened by the fact that I now live in Europe, and that's basically how you take your break or stop on your walk or whatever, stop in a cafe, and I had a bit of a past life as a barista, so I liked how that worked and the people interaction and things like that. But I don't think I would ever be able to walk away from being creative. There's always got to be something that I'd be doing, more, maybe more hobby artistic pursuits like sculpture or painting or some kind of product creation. Great. And number 12, what would you not like to do with your career? <laughs> mm, whatever would slow my mind, I guess. Something tedious. I mean, I guess some people could see our design production as tedious, but <clears throat> that's not really what I mean. It's like I, I'm constantly analyzing things. And I think if I had a very thoughtless uh, task, it just I just get bored to tears. Um, for sure, nothing with plants. I don't have a green thumb. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Again, I don't think I could do anything that wasn't creative. So it would have to be something. It, yeah, if it, if you took creative away from me, I guess I would. That's not what I'd want to be doing. Nice. Um, Thirteen. What's your favorite word, quote, or sentence? Hmm. <clears throat> um. I think. Hmm. I thought about this. I had a few words that I like, but 
personally, I've tattooed this on myself as well. Is there's a poem in the Fellowship of the Ring. It's not all those who wander are lost. It's just a line from the poem. And I really liked this from really early on. And I still relate to it because as I interpret it, it falls under the definition of what it means to be creative. That like the path that you're taking is not seemingly fit for everyone. And they might not see where you're going. They might think that you're lost in doing so in that journey, but it feels right. And that's kind of, I've, I really, it really stuck with me. I mean, since I was like nine or 10, whenever I started reading that book. Nice. I like that. And 14, a least favorite word quarter sentence. Well, I wrote this one down and it's hyphenated. I hate this cutting edge. <laughs> For anyone who overuses or uses cutting edge to describe what they need, it drives me crazy. Not not great in my book. But I also do have a phrase, I wrote it down as well, uh, that those who can do and those who can't teach, because I just think that's horse crap. I taught for years. It was super satisfying to pass on what I knew and to see people understand it and to and be enlightened by it and to use it and to be happy doing it. So I don't agree with that phrase either. And one word to describe yourself. Mm, these are, this is a tough one too, but I have to go back to being curious. Maybe mm. I, I like to know how things work and why, who they work for, why they work for those people. How does X see this and Y see this? It, it keeps me reading and LinkedIn and looking for answers all the time. So I guess that's kind of where I'm at. What keeps you up at night? <laughs> well at my age there's a lot of things physically that keep me up at night but right now I'm in the midst of rebranding myself and having so many ideas of what I want to do and what I don't want to do I guess I kind of get up and jot things down and yeah I'm literally thinking about that all the time and I happen to be one of those people that can overthink a bit as well so yeah it's really, as they say, the hardest client to do work for is yourself. And that's really right now what's kind of keeping me thinking constantly. Awesome. And final stretch was the dream you're chasing. Mm, retirement, creative retirement. <laughs> Something where I don't have to stop being a thinker and a learner, but that I can stop doing it for the sake of payment and targeting and collaboration and Maybe just do something creative for pleasure and relaxation. I don't know. I guess I'm not chasing it too quickly, mind you. I don't think I'm ready for any retirement aspects, but it's always something I've got in mind that, you know, I got to work towards something. And do you have something that inspires you? Yeah, lots of things. So many things. Uh, this list did carry on, but I'll just give you a few as a People, places, the internet, travel, art, photography, film, um, motion, animation, books, culture, language, like anything, anything to do with learning. I'm pretty much there. And podcasts. And number 19. And, pod and podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and number 19, any advice you'd like to share? 
Uh, find your passion, I guess. Hone in on it, what you really believe in, so that you can spend your energy creating around that idea. Um, understand the how and why of what you're doing and, and who you're doing it for. I guess that's what I'd say to designers uh, or upcoming designers. Don't be afraid to go after what you want, but definitely be a person who prepares for the work and to do the work ahead. It's not an easy journey as much as other outside sources might look at it and say, oh, you draw for a living or, oh, you make things pretty. That's really not what a designer does. And you know that if you're a designer. So, you know, work hard. Do that. Follow your passion. Love it. And number 20, the favorite one. How can our <laughs> listeners keep tabs on you? How do we follow you? What's our call to action today? Uh, well, for the most part, as I said, I'm rebranding from scratch. So not a specific presence right now online, but the best way to get a hold of me would be like LinkedIn or to watch for anything I post there or add there. Also, I have an Instagram account that I'm happy to uh, add people to. And uh, my email is kwcreative at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. You know, I'm particularly struck by your um, your talk about being an educator and how driven that made you and how that kind of pushed you forward. And I'm so glad to uh, play up that part of the show and kind of continue to build that. Um, so big inspiration there for me. So thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Thomas. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you like today's podcast, I encourage you to have a listen to other episodes. You can easily find them at uniqueways.ca or wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on social media. And thank you. It's you that makes these great, and it's you who these are for. Stay tuned for more Unique Ways. Mm -hmm.